murdered Silas, buried his body in the fields, and dragged Molly from the house, hanging her in the farm's apple orchard. cardio I have to do. It's ridiculous. Why so much? There's that whole thing of making it look like you're walking and everybody else is running their asses off. That boy, he's going to be the best yet. Everybody thinks we just wake up one morning and start obsessing about a girl and start stalking her, killing everybody that gets in the way. That does seem to happen a lot with you guys. There's always been hacks out there. One hit wonders. Just cheapens it. That's great, honey. Welcome to my allegedly ancestral home. There are 11 exits from the first floor. Holy fuck! another eight or nine that might be manageable from the second. You want to eliminate as many as you can from being practical. I'll wait here for them to start doing their thing. All the obvious weapons, I've sabotaged. Why are you doing this? We're not going to have this conversation. Oh, why? The what, you Get in the van. Well, we didn't get a celebrity guest. Oh, man. It was all a matter of the logistics of trying to have four different people scheduled at two different events. Mm. And our celebrity guest would have been at one of those events that I was not at. So, oh. yeah. But there was another person with you? You could have interviewed them. You know, I probably not will. Not a celebrity, he, but just he, an interview. He might be a new listener now. So, oh. sh- shout out to Robert. If you're listening, if not, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. What's your problem? Yeah, why aren't you listening? This is a good podcast. Yeah. Hey, listeners. We've reassembled the Voltron that is Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. It's only three parts, but uh, without any one of us, it doesn't quite run right. And if all three of us can't be in this room recording, well, it doesn't run at all. I believe there was a three-part Voltron. Was there? Yeah. <laughs> it just was three robots that formed like a bigger robot with six arms, I seem to remember. Oh, wow. I think they just called him Voltron because it was a popular name. 
yeah. for robots in the 80s. They didn't want to confuse the kids. <laughs> like you could name, you know, age robots by, you know, their popular name, like children. Yeah. Like, oh, Melissa was a really popular name in 1984. Right. Voltron was a really popular name for robots in 1984. And boys. And boys. <laughs> <laughs> So we are not professional critics. We will spoil or podcasters <laughs> or actually we are not professional podcasters. Nobody pays us anything to do this. No, uh, we will spoil the, why do we do it? It's like book club, but no reading. Okay. Not that, that I mean, sounds good. Yeah. Not that I mind reading I like that book club with no reading. Yeah. I thought we might need to read a book at some point for this podcast. That would be okay, but uh, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. We play that at the top of the show because it's awesome and kind of lulls you into thinking we're legit. Yeah. And then we start talking. <laughs> All right. Can you play Psycho Killer over the end? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I can without paying for the rights, which I think was about probably half the budget of this movie. Oh, that was all the budget for that movie. <laughs> they were like, we have to get Psycho Killer. Okay, where do we need to cut? Um, everything else? Second act? Just cut <laughs> right. it. Just jump from the first into the third? Yeah. Boom, done. Um, so, uh, for any new listeners, we normally talk about what we have watched since last time. I'm going to kick it off because it's really a short list for me. Blade Runner 2049. Ooh, yeah. Oh, how was it? I really enjoyed it. Yeah? I did. Um this is something that uh, I wasn't putting off on purpose. I am. I'm putting off till the director's cut comes out. Because <laughs> you want a four-hour Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, well, Blade Runner, everybody says you got to watch the director's cut. So why would I watch Blade Runner 2049 without the director's cut? It's got Ryan Gosling in it. Oh. I mean, there, there's a reason. Haggard old Harrison Ford comes mm. kind of uh, stalking out. You're not selling it. Uh, Rutger Hauer's not in it. Daryl Hannah's not in it. Nope. Uh, what's, uh, Sean Young is in it. Do mm. they have any blade running? Hmm. I guess. What is blade running? Uh, chasing down and retiring the replicants. Really? Or skin jobs as the, uh, mean people call them. So blade runner is a basically robot bounty hunter and it could be a robot bounty hunter if you know what i mean yes did, did we get the implication that harrison ford's character was a robot yes and in, in at least one of the cuts yeah in one of the cuts because he uh <laughs> i believe the director's special edition uh, for any listeners who haven't heard me say this before and i probably say this a lot if you want to sync up pink floyd's wish you were here with blade runner you could google it figure out how to do it they say it works they say it works yep but what cut I don't know. I really don't. And do any of Loverboy's albums <laughs> link up to any movies? Let's uh, know. I'm not embarrassed to tell you that I only know Get Lucky as, as a Loverboy album. I assume there might be a self-titled one called Loverboy. But uh, I don't think Glass Fight or um, Poodle Dog Ki- Hammock. <laughs> Poodle- Husky Adjacent. <laughs> These are not real Loverboy albums. <laughs> no. I was going to say poodle kicking contest, but that's just mean. <laughs> um, Shoving in before midnight. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that was a Loverboy album. <laughs> it's 
a live album. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so Blade Runner, I liked it a lot. Uh, special effects look good. Mm-hmm. Um, they did give you that dystopian Beautiful world. photography. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I was not... You'll especially like the ending when it's all wintry. It looks like a Enki Bilal. Oh, okay. Comic. Nice. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, there's no... Uh, well, there's only a little bit of overt fan service, I would say. Trotting out haggard old Harrison Ford, who's got, clearly not a robot because he's aging. Uh, James Olmos, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Edward James Olmos. Briefly. Yeah. Uh, he And he's still doing little origami dudes, <laughs> you know, and or carving things, apparently. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's clearly a real person, too, because he's aged. So, um, yeah, I recommend it. And that's not what we're talking about. What have you watched since last time, Will? Um, let's see. I watched a show called Requiem on Netflix. How is it? It is a pardon my murder with supernatural overtones. Mm. It takes place in Wales, so you know it's full of spookies. Pardon my spooky murder? Pardon my spooky murder. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I recommend it. Um, then we watched Santa Clarita Diet season two. Oh, did you binge through it? Binge through it like in a day. I'm about two or three episodes in. Yeah. I didn't mention that. We but... watched, uh, we watched like two episodes and then the next day we finished it. So. <laughs> um, we watched the first episode of Sneaky Pete season two. Yep. Um, I'm two episodes into that. And, uh, what else did we watch? Oh, we started watching Dark. Oh, yeah, the German one. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, we figured out how to do just subtitled. Oh. Because uh, dubbed was terrible. It, it's torturous. It is so bad dubbed. I don't think I could make it. Um, There's some people in there that are just not actors doing the dubbing anyway. Mm. Um, and I think that's it. So no Stranger Things season two? No. Okay. You're not going to watch any Stranger Things. No. No. Although we've been having a lot of fun with Dark. I mean, we've only watched maybe two episodes. But everything that comes up, we're like, ooh, remember that? <laughs> right. You know, if we were German, I suppose we would. Yeah. Did you ever end up watching Super Dark Times? I don't believe so. I think you might like that. It's a movie. It's a feature movie that's on Netflix. But Okay. Yeah, you might like it. And um, I think that's all I've watched. Yeah. So I didn't mention those two TV things, but you did just jar my memory. Julian, what about you? So uh, neither of you were tempted by the horror movies playing at the cinemas? Uh, I'm not sure what's playing right now. There's the one where you've got to keep quiet. Mm. Okay. Uh, and there's the one where you've got to play a game. Mm. They're, uh. they're both like high concept movies. So. <laughs> Right. I'm not aware of what movies are coming out anymore. Yeah, well, one's called uh, Truth or Dare. Okay, we just saw a blurb it's on the like TV a, the when we were walking Blum in. Blumhouse high concept horror movie. Okay. Yeah, the other ones. They kind of had like the Black Hole Sun video uh, grins. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we've got this CG application that can do this. It's called Kai Goo. <laughs> Remember that from like t- <laughs> the year? No, that was God. That was probably like '97. Mm-hmm. When the Kai Goo effects came out for Photoshop, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, dial-up modems. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. The bronze. <laughs> was that 14? That's 14 4? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so are you tempted? Uh, I would have gone to to see, see just like uh, I remember the um, uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead series, mm-hmm. where you have like uh, the idea of you have to be quiet or they'll find out where you are. Yeah. And uh, they it didn't really uh, they didn't really do that much with it in those those movies, but it was a, it was a cool concept. It is, but, but uh, it it seems like there's some version of that going on in. Uh, it comes at night, and then the movie with the blind guy when they're don't trying, breathe. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. breathe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was good. So this feels familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the guy from the office in it. Right. And they so, had to do that bit in uh, Train to Busan. Oh the yeah. Lights oh went yeah. Out and they had to be quiet so the zombies oh. wouldn't hear them. That was well done. <laughs> yes. That whole movie was well done. Yes. Yes. Anyway, uh, did I mention the Bye Bye Man last time we were together? No, I don't think you did. I don't think so. Yeah, is that memorable? You Um, you got past the title and watched this? Yeah, it it just came up on TV and we were, our eyes were open. All right. Uh, Yeah, the Bye Bye Man from last year, filmed in 2015, if that gives you any uh, Mm. premonition. (laughs) Uh, This is directed by uh, Stacey Title, who did uh, Hood of Horror. Hmm. Sounds like a... Ten years ago. A fake mm. name if I've ever heard one. Um, it's got uh, Carrie Ann Moss, Faye Dunaway, and Doug Jones in it. What? Not, not bad. Yeah. Um, but it's really generic. It's got this absurdly detailed mythology. Yeah. So you get lots of going over and over the history and you know what you should do or not do. There's like coins involved there's this like skinless dog there's a train noise and uh it doesn't explain it it does in the original story but um it's pretty dull you know again high concept horror you've got this uh you know you you can't even think of the name of the evil force without turning up uh yes it just explains itself over and over and over um and uh, you've got this this kid in it, uh, like I think it's set in, uh, it's set in the Midwest somewhere, but like the lead kid in it, he wears t-shirts of old bands. Mm-hmm. You think how, you know, how do you get hold of these t-shirts? It's like Joy Division and Dead Kennedys and mm. Hot Topic, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah, and he doesn't. None of the music he actually listens to in the movie is anything like no those bands. Um, because he can only get the shirts. <laughs> There's like scenes where it's like exposition, exposition through uh, internet searches. They're always fun oh, to watch. Oh, they are fun yeah. to watch. Uh, or people on phones. Uh, it's like all this unnecessary stuff. Like why trick victims with hallucinations when you know all it needs for a victim to do is to say its name. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and it's. it's uh, uh, I think think it's like comes in the wake of you know well done like viral evil movies like uh, uh, The Ring and John yeah. and things like that. Uh, VHS. Yeah. So so I watched this with Emily and her reaction afterwards like is was like uh, why was this not scary at all? She was really, really curious about why. 
Hmm. Most horror movies aren't scary. You know? What was the mechanism that wasn't working or completely absent? Yeah, it just didn't involve you at all. Yeah. Um, it was partly the characters and the and the just the dullness of it, really. And you look at something like Get Out, where mm-hmm. uh, the the woman who's the housekeeper, uh, no, oh, no yeah. spoilers, she just walks past the end of the hall and there's like that little string strike and that's... It yep. startles you mm-hmm. because the movie set the mood. And the, when the camera just uh, locks off and her in a close up of her, and she's like telling him, and you know there's something else going on behind her eyes. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's powerful stuff. That is how you do it. <laughs> um, anyway, so that that was that. Uh, big recommendation on that then. Yes. Big recommends on the Bye Bye Man. Bye 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 Man. Let's see. Downsizing. You saw this one, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Alexander Payne. Were you amused? Uh, it was amusing in parts. Yeah. This thing was two and a quarter hours for a Twilight Zone <laughs> right. story. Oh, 90 minutes Lord. would have been... You've seen it? No, I've no. not seen it. 90 minutes would have been enough. Would have been too much. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome special effects. You've got Matt Damon, Hong Chow, Christopher... Christopher Waltz, Udo Kier, he's delightful. When he mm-hmm. turns up on screen, mm-hmm. that is great. I forgot to mention him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the publicity for this movie is really misguiding. It makes it look like it's going to be like uh, Carry On Shrinking or something. It's you know, yeah. knock, knock about hilarious comedy. Just yeah. like when they, they didn't say hilarious comedy on the poster, don't they? I th- I'm not surprised if they did. But do you remember when they were promoting um, Falling Down, the Michael Douglas movie? Yeah. They played that off like it was just going to be funny. This guy's mm-hmm. had enough and he's just going to get outrageous and be crazy. And it it's super dark and disturbing. Yeah, yeah. It is not cute or funny right. at all. That's a, Yeah, you can see that's a black comedy. Yeah. It's not laugh out loud funny. No, and and, <laughs> and they did they did play this one off in the in the trailer like it was I kind of felt felt the same way when I mm-hmm. watched the movie. It's like this is getting dark and I and I could tell before it even got there. Yeah, and it just goes into all these different uh, themes, like um, you know, environmental disaster and uh, class warfare, people losing their jobs, and yeah, the yeah, class warfare and the use of like cheap foreign labor, and mm-hmm. just it just keeps piling up these things you know, one after the other, and right, um, yeah, and things that deserve discussion, but it's like. If it feels kind of not shoot. about a movie where Matt Damon's living in a mouse cave, yeah. <laughs> honey, I shrunk the Damon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and um, uh, you know, it has. A, I mean, it's great looking, great special effects. Yeah, but, you know, there's there's a lot more entertaining shrinking person movies out there. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Um, Night of the Strangler. Only a night. Heard of this one? I've heard of this. <laughs> night and the Strangler doesn't take place over one night, and there's no strangling. Oh, okay. Well, um, talk about your misleading uh, yeah. <laughs> titles and trailers. This is also known as Dirty Dan's Women, The Ace of Spades, and Is the Father Black Enough? Huh. Wow. <laughs> Stars Mickey DeLenz. Ooh. From the Monkees. Yeah. And Chuck Patterson. Yeah, so no strangling. End bombs fall like rain. Oh, this is 1972, man. and it's and it's and uh, so it, it's definitely concerned with racism. So Tarantino wasn't In involved because he would have been too young. <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of ninjas. There's a snake mm. killed on screen. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, there's, there's lots of murders in it, but none of them are strangling. 
Oh. Hmm. And all of them take place in the day. Yeah, and it, and it's all kind of it's kind of raw. It was is is interesting to watch. You know, you've got kind of sleazy New Orleans and yeah, horrible people and Mickey Delens and various things and um, so you know it was all right. Um, all right, and then I've been trawling through Shudder. Uh, man, I'm not. <laughs> have, you reached, have you reached the end of what's what's palatable on Shudder? I any gems. I hold in my hand a list. I made a list of all the movies that I wanted to watch in Shudder. And so there's about 20 movies. Okay. Of things I just wanted to tick off that I hadn't seen before. And uh-huh. uh, of these, three of them have been dropped from Shudder before I could see them oh, or man. finished watching them. Licensing stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and so and then you're watching stuff that you can't control uh you know it's generally poor uh you know lesser quality than if you're watching them on yeah disc or something right so, yeah i'm not, not too happy um anyway i watched um uh die screaming marianne which is a pete walker film I hadn't seen before from 1971 he he went on to do like really uh kind of um sickening horror movies in the 70s in britain oh okay uh like house of whipcord and Um, the flesh and blood show Uh, anyway this isn't one of those this is kind of a really dull uh, you know thriller where people are trying to drive someone who's inherited a lot of money mad Mm. Uh, in this case she's played by uh, Susan George Susan George Straw Dogs Mm -hmm. oh okay Uh, you like the Sam Peckinpah the Sorcerers yeah yeah yeah, it takes place in London and Brighton and uh, Portugal. Um, it's uh, it's told very obtusely, but it's like the old age-old story, and it's pretty dull. Mm. Um, the Burning Moon, 1992. This is like a shot-on-video uh, movie by uh, Olaf Ittenbach, um, and this like influenced a lot of people who like to shoot on video, mm-hmm. like pretty cheap, um, and. Uh, know kind of ugly looking uh very enthusiastically done it's got it's got some you know it's, it, it, i wish there was better editing on it it goes on a bit but basically mm. this is about this uh this horrible man who's into fights and slobbing around and uh and then he's he's stuck with babysitting his little sister so he uh shoots up and tells her the goriest move uh, stories he can think of Oh. So you get two stories within the movie. And the first one is about this blind date with this guy who turns out to be a maniac. And uh, I guess that's pretty standard, but very bloody. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is about uh, this priest rapist who ends up going to hell. And you get about 20 minutes at the end of the movie of of just butchery in hell. Oh, hmm. Um, various dummies with, you know, awful thrown all, all over them, and, and then this guy gets he gets nailed to a table, and then various things done to him with drills and oh wow, being pulled apart and stuff. Um, you know, very enthusiastic gore, and uh, um, it, I, it struck me that like uh, this is guy who loves Fulci, Romero, yeah. and. Uh, Maran, like the the hell sequence particularly reminded me of the early Coffin Joe 
right, mm. right. equivalent. Uh, doesn't have the same flair. Yeah. Obviously, didn't have the budget. Didn't have any professional actors in it. But um, anyway, uh, very nihilistic. Uh, if you want to watch some cheap uh, nihilistic German horror movies, I recommend uh, your book, right? Uh, hmm. Anyway, um, Blood Harvest, a.k.a. Nightmare. 1987, directed by Bill Robain, maker of oh, Giant Spider Invasion. Yes, Bill Robain. <laughs> okay, I was trying to make notes on this one. I wrote Dreadful. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this is the movie which stars Tiny Tim. And he plays uh, this guy who dresses up as a clown named Marvelous Mervo. And uh, even though he's not employed as a clown, he just hangs around his home in Wyoming and, like, startles people by lurching into the window and stuff like that. All right. Like, but he's, he's the brother of one of the guys in the movie, so people just go, Bleh! and then, oh, it's you, and then tolerate him. But, yeah, so there's a six-foot overweight clown. That sounds awesome. Just hangs out around this farm. It's my dream yeah. of retirement right there. Uh, so uh, Peter Krause is one of the guys in it. I think he might be the brother. Um, <clears throat> he's got a catapult cat in it. Oh, oh. wow. Um, Catapult. Yeah, and uh, this was just this is basically a slasher movie. Uh, incredibly dull, incredibly dull. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, doing well. Uh, and I watched. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was it. And then behind the mask, and oh, of course, uh, Evil Dead Two. Yes, your rewatch. You got through the um, embedded previews. Uh, to actually watch the movie. Yep. Did you watch the extras as well? Uh, yeah, we watched the uh, the one with the, the uh, special effects crew. Oh yeah. So you got to you got to see the the sweat and baby powder mixture pour out the <laughs> ear of, of Ted <laughs> Raimi's. Foot, yeah. Oh god. Mm. It's just gross. <laughs> well, should we talk about this movie? Sure. Um, before we do, uh, it was announced since we did our last episode that uh, Rob Zombie is going to be resurrecting the Firefly uh, gang um, from the uh, Devil's Rejects movie, mm. House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Uh, it's going to be called Three from Hell, and they are shooting now, or they've wrapped shooting, so this shit just got real. Rob Zombie's going to return to form and give us what he's good at instead of... What you he's said not. Firefly, I thought you meant yeah. Firefly, the, the Joss TV. Whedon show. Yes, the TV series. That would be interesting. Let's, let's put Rob Zombie at the helm. Yeah. yeah. Really grubby astronauts. Yeah, swearing. <laughs> just being trashy. Yeah. Be like Jason in space. Yeah. Man. Jason X, I think you need to rewatch it, Will. I don't think it's fair. I'll rewatch Leprechaun in space before I rewatch Jason X. Is Coolio in that one? No, he's in Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Well, anywho, uh, we all watched Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. This is a 2006 American uh, slasher mockumentary, I guess you could call it. Yep. Now, what put me off from this one in the beginning was that the name just sounded dumb to me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but think... Isn't that the name of one of those old people stuff catalogs? <laughs> like Walter Drake, Finger Hut. Finger Hut. Leslie Vernon. Leslie Vernon catalog. 
It's like, look at this thing that arranges your sweaters much better in your closet. <laughs> oh, man, we got it at the Leslie Vernon catalog. <laughs> yeah. We're I still don't... paying on it, too. <laughs> right. $2 a month for the next 80 years. Look at this large number alarm clock I could get. Uh, oh, man, Leslie Vernon has done it again. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, it's got adorable cats on it. Um, so this movie, I didn't at all know what to expect. And I have heard other podcasts mention it, but I couldn't remember what they said about it. I've heard I've, I've heard good things about this film. But I've talked it, about it on, on this show. You, you, had, you probably did. You had, yeah. You probably were one of those people on a podcast. It just happened to be the one I was in a room <laughs> with. <laughs> we talk, if you multiply the number of episodes we've done times how many movies we've mentioned or talked about. Yeah, yeah. It's hundreds. Did you watch P2? No. Okay. See? You thought he had. I thought maybe Yet he, he had, had not. This is a perfect example of this shit. <laughs> so, you you talked about it. You had seen it. Um, yeah, well, I, like uh, similarly, I was, I was put off watching it until a couple of years ago because of, you know, how many self-referential slasher movies do you need to see? Exactly. Right. But uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, you one, were too. One or two good ones, and then about a dozen bad ones is what puts us off of this notion mm-hmm. of watching another one. I did like it too. So you you enjoyed it, Will? Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, this one, uh, it starts out, and you're like, oh, please don't be found footage, you know. But they're kind of in and out of following along the documentary crew. And then in the third act, it does depart from that and just go straight into the form of a normal movie, which I thought was a good idea. Yeah. It it really kept me very interested for the last part of it. But uh, going into it, I didn't know what to expect. Um, So, Jolien, how did your surprise with this sort of build as as you went from arms folded, toe tapping to like, (laughs) oh, wait a minute. I gave it a a chance and... and, uh... Because uh, uh, you know, I'd been expecting something like, a, you know, we'd already had Scream, mm-hmm. Scream uh, Two. I know what you did last summer. Scream yeah, we, three. we've had. I know so what you did last this, summer too. By the time this movie came out, it was like uh, you're into the fourth scary movie. Mm-hmm. You'd had four Scream movies. You'd had two Saturday the Fourteenth movies. Um, Final wow. Destination, which is adjacent mm, to this notion, yeah, but it's and, not and exactly yeah, like couple of uh i know what you did last summer movies yeah right so yeah this is like it's kind of late in the day mm-hmm. but uh I, I liked how it took the uh it was serious about being a creepy movie yeah mm-hmm. right and then uh yeah so you have all the meta stuff you know it, it's funny but it's not snarky or sneering at it it's, right yeah uh, yeah i was afraid this was going to be a fourth generation scream knockoff right. And and the leads in it are really good. Yeah. Did you recognize the um, the documentary the the female lead? Who is she? Okay, she seemed familiar. She's very familiar. And it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, I know she was in something I saw. I know it. I know it. I thought she seems familiar. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Um, I'm going to read a quote to you and tell me if you now recognize who she is. <clears throat> Here's the quote. Um, listen, Kevin. What are you so worried about? You know, mom's going to pack your stuff anyway. You're what the French call les accompagnants. Was she from uh, Home Alone? She was the yep. older sister. Really? Yeah. Incom- okay. She's been in something else then. <laughs> uh, she probably has. but uh, Because. She was Lenny McAllister. <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing that 
uh, Eugenia remembers anything about Home Alone. Okay. And yet she recognized her from somewhere. Like, I didn't recognize her name, though, so. You're like, isn't that, isn't that uh, cruise director Julie McCoy from Love Boat? No, no, she's not old enough to be her. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, she seemed familiar, and maybe she just has one of those faces, but. That's what I figured, because yeah. her name was not familiar at all. Yeah, I had to look her up, and when I saw that she was in Home Alone, I thought, that's neat and novel and everything, but I don't think that's yeah. th- th- either, for me, the reason why. Uh but yeah, the, the leads were good. Um, the guy who, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the, the played Leslie, Leslie. Nathan uh, Basil, Nathan, Nathan Basil. He seemed like a, like a real professional. You felt like you should know him, but you know, you don't know him. Yeah. I've he, not seen him in anything else. I mean, no. He does stage work mostly. Yeah. Oh, he, he's a lot. Cool. He's a lot of crew of, you know, uh, document not documentaries but uh, like reality shows and whatnot like storage wars he's like producer and crew on a lot of stuff like that and so he's around the business a lot he knows what he's doing but uh, i thought he did a good job yeah yeah he did a really good job yeah um now were you annoyed either one of you at how much fan service there a lot a lot of the reference did that put you off of it at all uh there's like funny little jokes going on in the background and yeah like that the skip rope goes from Elm Street. And yeah. yeah. And Kane Hodder. <laughs> yeah, he turns up. And, and he goes into that house on Elm uh, Street. Zeld Rubenstein from Poltergeist is in it. Yeah. yeah. Did you catch... Um, Robert England, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that one was hard to miss. Um, there was a... Uh, uh, what do they call it? A lament configuration puzzle box was on the shelf um, in the background when you, okay. when you first meet the, the old guy. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. S- Scott Wilson, Scott by the way. Wilson, yeah. Yeah, and, and you would remember him from In Cold Blood. Yeah, he was in Dead Man Walking and Walking Dead. Yes, he was Herschel in Walking Dead, um, which, of course, some listeners probably uh, haven't bailed on it yet. I uh, wouldn't blame any who have. Um, the writing, I've talked about this before, but the writing has gotten ridiculous and, and it seems to be serving... I was thinking, I didn't bring it up last time when you mentioned downsizing, but I think tiny zombies. <laughs> oh, man, I like that. I'm just putting that out there for the writers of Walking Dead. <laughs> tiny zombies that you could inhale. Oh. And then they eat you from the inside. Oh. Wow. Airborne zombies. Yeah. The fantastic Walking Dead. The fantastic yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah, there you go. I like this idea. This kind of reminds me of that part in... Um, army of darkness when there's all the little ash guys <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, except for they they were just mischievous they weren't zombies but they weren't zombies but you could have zombies little zombies yeah. they get yeah. smaller so they get deader they, they become airborne yeah just ride yeah. the breeze and yeah get into yeah. your eye ducts ah uh. oh, yeah and then they start growing again once they start eating you Ooh, nice <clears throat> turn i like this uh, so yeah, there was a lot of, um, a lot of fun referential stuff for the fans and, uh, but it's not cute. It's, about it's, it. it doesn't take you out of it. No, yeah. they did it really well. Yeah. It didn't, you know, at the very beginning with the little news story, I was like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know, maybe this yeah. would be good. This might be too cutesy. They, they only, they only swatted the nail hard enough once to, to hammer home the idea that, all right, all that stuff, you know, from all those other movies is real. Is real. It exists in this universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go with that 
and know that that's what you got. Yeah. 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 And they didn't keep hitting it and right. hitting it. So, yeah. They just swatted it really hard once and let it go. Yeah. That I'm okay with that. Do more of that movie makers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. You, you really want to know that this guy has some motivation and without being Joe exposition about it, he does tell you that, yeah, that I, I went with this kind of urban legend folktale kind of thing. And, and, uh, and he, he tried to play it off. Like there was something magical or mysterious about himself, but then mm-hmm. admitted, no, nah, I just want to, you know, kill, kill stuff. Yeah. Kill people. And yeah. So he was training for this. He had it all plotted out. I, I like that he had given names to stuff that I hadn't heard before, like having an Ahab. Ahab, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see. Whatever the budget I wrote, I wrote here, whatever the budget, half was spent on Psycho Killer. Okay. So how did they get that move? That uh, that soundtrack song. I gotta I gotta look into that because that can't be cheap. You don't see a lot of movies where the talking heads pop up in the soundtrack. Maybe they really liked the movie. Maybe, yeah, maybe they were friends. You know, or maybe they somehow got him, you know, got a copy to him. Really love to have your song in this. Yeah. He said, how the hell did you get in my house? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want us to tell you, you're going to have to give us the rights to the song. But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. We got... uh, a character named Doc Halloran, I kind of felt like was a shining reference hmm. because Dick Halloran and Doc, you know. Oh, I took it as a total uh, Halloween. Oh. Doc, whatever his name is. Loomis? Yeah, Loomis. Yeah, he he did have, uh, he did kind of have a Loomis thing going on, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, we, we learned a bunch of, um, a bunch of stuff about the, like the trade secrets of the slasher. Um Let's see, Ahab, uh, the whole virgin thing. Um, now, they did kind of give us a little uh, bait and switch, or, you know, they subverted our expectations about who might be the virgin and who might be the final girl. Yeah. And then uh, they threw us a couple of stoners to get killed, you know. Yeah. I thought that was all right. Yeah, uh, the, the slow moving ones that beef up your body count. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, what the fans want. It's what yeah. The slasher fans enjoy. Uh, that's what he, he calls them when he's when he's spotting people at a campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Including the jump rope girls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when this thing starts to pick up steam and the killing is becoming a real deal, uh, the uh, the host and her, um, oh, what's her name again? Uh, the host is, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, so when when Taylor and her crew start to um, sort of see the the killing is is really happening, they kind of get cold feet on the whole thing. They were complicit and everything was fine at first. Then they're like, no, this is terrible. We want out. By then it was too late. Yeah. They were in too deep. And the whole setup felt really good. Like like you were on this, like a combination of like Friday the 13th, Halloween and Elm Street. You know, all the, yeah. like, you, know you, you had a barn. And he had a like a suburban kind of house. It, it was it was kind of cool. Any uh, favorite moments in this, as far as like the the chasing and the killing? Uh, oh, I liked how he set it all up, and he's like, "Well, they'll go here, 
And the flashlights will, of course, have dead batteries in them. So <laughs> I like to think that the batteries had just enough juice that they wouldn't notice right away. Right. And they'd get to the basement, and then they'd go <laughs> dead like every horror movie. And you're like, oh, that explains that. That's why that happens. Yeah, the slasher is... The slasher's prepared. He's cut tree limbs. Right. You know. I find the bit uh, before it switches to a straight-up slasher, when it's just him charming the camera crew and yeah. them following and getting deeper and deeper into it, I find those bits creepier because you can identify with that kind of... Uh, Ted Bundy yeah, type I of know thing. this is kind of wrong, but I'm going to... I want to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was so charismatic. You were, yeah, you were, you were yeah. willing to go along with him, even though you knew what right. was going to happen. But you were. Yeah, because like, I can remember when, when I was like when I was a kid. You know, you're doing <clears throat> things you, you knew were wrong, but yeah, uh, you, yeah, you just wanted to see. But yeah, um, yeah I, I find that bit that creepier. Once it became like a straight up slasher, it was he was all right, but it yeah, it was all right. It was. It was done. Yeah, it was, it was, it was ready done. to end. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and they got it over pretty quickly. The, yeah, exactly. If they had drug it out, the mm-hmm. slasher bit, the actual slasher movie bit, I don't think it would have worked as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I agree with you. I like those bits. Yeah, best because that was creepy. Because you were like, wow, this guy is so charming, and yet yes. he's describing horrible things. Right. And you're like. I'm enraptured with this guy. You yeah, know? and you, you can see the see the woman especially being pulled into it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's totally in. You know, like, oh, this is gonna be a great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can tell she's like, oh man, we're mining some incredibly good content. Yeah. But then, you know, you're gonna be an accomplice to murder. <laughs> yeah. And it's all it's all on tape, so. Yes. Might want to never that. videotape your crimes. So they they did kind of lay the groundwork for what happens later in the movie by he was saying, oh, I put this stuff on and it distorts my skin and it makes me look weird under the mask. And this stuff is flame retardant gel and all that stuff. So they kind of set up what happens later by him going through those steps, which, you know, wasn't really out of line with what else was being exposed for the documentary. But uh, when... When uh, Taylor finally does uh, work on defeating Leslie with burning down the uh, the barn or the shed or whatever that yeah. he's in, uh, it, it's like, oh, well, that's it. He's done. He's a goner. Uh, did you feel it was a Halloween reference when they were running the credits and and they and you could see him? Oh yeah, he definitely sits um, up like yeah, the way he, he sits he's up. Fog mm-hmm. and Halloween. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, oh no, he's just a man. Right. Um, so why hasn't there been a sequel to this? Uh, but they did. They were, they've been thinking about it, but they they think they've left it too long. It's, things have moved on too much. Yeah, that's what I figure now. It's you know. So did either one of you spot the car in the driveway at Eugene, the the Scott Wilson character? Um, the car. Well, it wasn't the car. It was uh, Ash's car from e- the Evil Dead oh, movies. Oh, the classic. Yeah, the Sam Raimi uh, Oldsmobile or whatever yeah. it is. The Cutlass. I don't know what it is. I have to, I have to look that up. I, I yeah, he calls it the classic. Oh, the classic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's in the driveway. Uh, and again, the puzzle box was on the shelf at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we have? Uh, oh, the Rabbit and Red pub. Did you spot that? 
Mm-mm. Oh, Taylor's standing on the street, and there's a neon sign behind her, and, and it says in the in the um, the notes on uh, I think it's IMDb. They, they said Red Rabbit Pub, but I wasn't sure. It didn't say Rabbit in Red, but I'd have to look again. Uh, but that's a reference to the matchbook that Loomis finds. And then Rob Zombie later on uh, shows to be the strip joint where uh, Michael Myers' mom works. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, you got the rabbit in red, you got Ash's car, uh, you got the Michael Myers sit-up, you got the skip rope girls, uh, let's see, um, puzzle box. And, of course, Leslie's um, surname is is revealed to be Mancuso, mm-hmm. and uh, Frank Mancuso Jr. was a producer of most of those Friday the 13th movies. Oh, so okay. that's probably a little nod yeah. there. Um when uh, when Leslie's putting on his makeup and talking about uh, his proposed victims, uh, you can hear that song uh, from The Shining when when uh, all of the kind of spookies start showing up while Jack is surely going insane. It's Midnight, The Stars, and You. Huh. That old 1930s, uh, huh. 1934 song, actually. I have a note here. It's uh, Al Boley and the Ray Noble Orchestra. Okay. Yeah, it's that sort of uh, background thing. Yeah. And it pl- I think it plays over the final credits of The Shining. Okay. Yeah, so... Have you heard this this uh, electronic musician named uh, The Caretaker? No. He, he was inspired by like the music from The Shining, and, and uh, he would take like, old recordings in the 20s and the 30s, like ballroom music, and mm-hmm. then you put them through reverbs and distortion and stuff, so it just sounds like ghostly. Ooh, yeah. I like this already. Yeah. Where do we find it? The uh, he's, he's done a few, <laughs> the few albums, but the first one is the one I would, I'd like to get a hold of, which is like a really, yeah, that, that's like where it is directly inspired from um, The Shining. Oh. Hmm. Uh, it's on Bandcamp. Oh, cool. Good to know. So, any other uh, fun uh, bits of trivia or favorite parts of this movie? Uh, I wish they, the people who were involved in this had done other movies, because I yeah. thought this was really good. Yeah. Yeah, whoever put this together, as far as, like, you know, the sometimes it's one person mainly driving it, but it just seems like there was a good team. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they should have. They, they mentioned that they were considering a sequel. Yeah, and they've done a few documentaries, but. But no yeah. actual sequel. I would watch it. Mm-hmm. Why not? But uh, all that being the case, um, yeah, if there's uh, not much else, I have to ask the question, do you recommend this to horror fans? Yeah. 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 So it's not too cute by half, which was my fear. Yeah. Uh, I felt it was just cute enough. Just mm-hmm. a, just enough of a wink. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did a really good job. So you do recommend it to horror fans. Do you yeah. think non-horror fans will feel let in on the joke enough oh, where they might so. enjoy it? I mean, yeah, it doesn't depend on the in-jokes, does yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, and everybody's seen at least one horror film or knows enough about them to follow along. This isn't, you know... Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, it's they're not, not that in-jokes, you know. Right. Like, I think everybody knows about... Uh, Somebody being obsessed with getting the killer, and I think most people are familiar with, you know, the, the Ahab, as it's named 
which I had not heard before. And then the final girl concept, which I don't think they call it that. I yeah, think, he calls it survivor. Girl. Yeah, I think this was before they started using the term final girl. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but I, I don't know when that term originated. I feel like I've only really been hearing it for about five years now. Maybe a little I think more. it's older than this movie. I think... You think so? Hmm. I want to say that uh, book you lent me on feminism and horror movies yeah. makes reference to the final girl. And that yeah. movie came... Dreadful that, Pleasures. Yeah, yeah that came out in like this. 2000 or earlier. Yeah, it, that, that's definitely an earlier term so this I, movie. Yeah. Hmm. So all all of this um, sort of conspires to be, I think, like, you know, something that's accessible to a a broader audience who I don't think will seek this out. No. But if someone puts it in front of their face, they might be surprised that they enjoy it. I'd watch this with the final girl. Yeah. It'd be a good double bill. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, wait wait a minute. Uh, Final Girls, the one where they keep looping through the movie? Yeah, Final Girls. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one's good. That one's fun. I kind of want to watch that one again. Yeah. It might be a good summertime one. My my, uh, family has a uh, sort of, I guess you could call it a summer home now, because mom's a snowbird. Um, My brothers and sister go out and stay at this house out in the country in Illinois. And of course they have a few movies that are out there at the house. And, uh, some of them are the ones I gave to my nephew, Chris. And I, f- I feel like I need to give them some like woodsy slasher movies. Yeah. Final terror. Final terror. Okay. Pieces, the burning, maybe a good Friday. Well, the pieces on a campus, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the burning, burning. the burning, the burning. burning. Yeah, let's see. The Burning. Uh, just Before Dawn. Okay, I, I don't think I... I don't remember that one. Oh, anyway. you should check that one out. Okay, Just Before Dawn? All right. Uh, yeah, I feel like because there's woods nearby and they're kind of out in the sticks a little bit, any movie's going to be a little creepier because you're a little mm-hmm. a little bit isolated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything is creepier. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I know they have the eye because I gave that... I gave The Eye and Dog Soldiers to my nephew, Chris. Oh, yeah, Dog Soldiers would be a good one. Yeah, because that's in a cabin that's in the woods. But yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, you got to have, it's kind of like having playlists. You know, you got to have like movie lists, too, for different environments like that. <laughs> you know, you, you want to watch something before a road trip or have it with you when you're on a road trip. You've got camping things. Yeah, actually, um, Ken Newman did a book called Nightmare Movies, and there's one chapter in it called Sylvian slaughter i think where it goes into all these like woodland oh cool horror movies yeah yeah i mean they don't have to be great they just have to be you know stoking your imagination Uh with with some of these you know like especially if you need to go outside for some reason just before dawn one of the one of the things that you'll remember from that movie is that there's a particular sound that the killers make oh okay when they're signaling Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that would stick in your head. Oh, yeah. If you, and if you're out in the woods hearing strange noises. Hush would be another one. Cause that... Any any strange noises out in the woods are not good. Mm. Right. Especially considering they could be creatures, big or small, that want to eat you. Mm-hmm. Or do you harm in some way. Because you are the interloper. You know, nature, that's their gig. And you're just, like, showing up. Yeah. Making a mess of it. <laughs> setting fires 
drinking booze, eating s'mores. Um, all right. So, uh, so you do recommend this one. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Wow. Listen to the wind out there. People don't move to Denver. Yeah. It's tearing stuff apart. It's like the middle of April and it's, and it's 20 like, below outside. Yeah. It's like Kansas out there. Yeah. All right. Any um, suggestions for next time? Anything you've seen that's outstanding? Um, no, we'll have to. How about just before dawn? Okay. Is that easily found? Uh, I've got it on disc. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, right. here's what we should do. It's, it's, um, and of course we're recording this on Friday the 13th. So maybe this yeah. is appropriate. Uh, let's, let's do a, um, don't go outside. Don't go in the woods <laughs> isolation playlist. Okay. How about if we each pick maybe two or three woodland yeah. Woodland movies. Like if we were the jerk that showed up with the stack of DVDs <laughs> or VHSs, Excellent. knowing that a group of friends right. or family members was going to be like, "Ooh, let's yeah. let's toast marshmallows." I, and I the, found these this, this audio tape in this old cabin. Let's play it. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead Two. There's a good example. Let's do this, okay? Because summer is coming eventually. You know when this weather finally goes away not to denver don't move here yeah you wouldn't want to do that um so uh yeah let's let's do a uh like a list of three okay and uh we'll we'll each kind of compare our lists it'll be the don't go in the woods uh isolation playlist that's a bad one yeah that is a title of a bad one that's right i think i need to call it something else (laughs) but it'll be oh no no i'm not saying you shouldn't but yeah that, that is does happen to be a slasher movie in the woods. It's yeah. pretty bad. The stay out of the forest <laughs> isolation playlist. All right, let's do that do for next time. Do not go into the woods. Do not. <laughs> no contractions in this, right? Yeah. You know, we've got time. We can say the whole words. Well, cool. Well, listeners, thanks for putting up with us being gone. Sorry we didn't get a celebrity. I'll try again a month from now when I'm at Walker Stalker Nashville. And if you're a Nash villain... Villain? Yeah, if you're a Nash villain, <laughs> then come say hi. And I, I should be seeing uh, John Leguizamo tomorrow. Yeah, you're going to be at Dink. At a convention. So uh, I'll say hi to him and I'll report on what his reaction is. Cool. Give him some of our stickers. Yeah. So, yeah. listeners, if you want stickers, message us on Facebook or Instagram where we are chewing the scenery. We'll send them to you. No problem. We'll do that. Uh, if you are going to be in Nashville for Walker Stalker Con, I'm going to be there helping my friend at Plastic Empire. Uh, that's his booth. I don't know what booth number, um, but he's hard to miss. He's got all the Funko Pops. Come say hi. I will be glad to uh, give you some stickers or, um, you Oops, know. Your, for your villainy. Yes. <laughs> your Nash villainy. Yes. The Nash villains. Come get us. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? That's it. That's all it. right. Thank you for listening. Stay off the moors.
night and a rendezvous. Your eyes held a message tender, saying I surrender all my love to you. Midnight brought us sweet romance. I know. All my whole life through, I'll be remembering you. Whatever else I do, midnight 